You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Well, let me just say this, that since this COVID time has hit, a lot of us have had to alter some of the things we do. We've had to change some of the, the way we do things, maybe business with your family, with seeing friends. So a lot of things have just changed. Can anyone agree to that? Okay, but in this adapting, we've had to lose some of the stuff that we had planned for this year. Man, I know that when 2020 hit, everyone was like, man, the year of perfect vision. Shakarabasete. And then no one saw even the next week. <laughs> it's like, what's about to happen? So we've, we've lived our life the last few years, you know, almost three, going on to three years now, having to trust God in the moment. And today I want to just reactivate and reignite some things in your faith. And we're going to take the time today and look at a message. But before I give you the message title, I want to read you a piece of Scripture. Now, this is a passage in the Bible that we're going to look at today. And it's a little bit of a long one. So for those of you that are like, man, I haven't read my Bible this year. Don't worry, we're going to make up for it right now. So um, those of you that are like, man, I, I'm really excited for this. We're going to turn to the book of Two Kings. Okay, and I'm going to ask you to take a few moments. Those of you watching online, the passages will be up on your screens. You can follow with me. So the Bible says, King Mesha of Moab raised sheep. He was forced to give the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and another 100,000 rams. When Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Joram set out from Samaria and prepared Israel for war. His first move was to send a message to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Would you join me and fight him? Continues from verse 7, says, I'm with you all the way, said Jehoshaphat. My troops are your troops. My horses are your horses. Which route shall we take? Through the bad lands of Edom? The Bible says, the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom started out on what proved to be a looping detour. Oh, say looping detour. That doesn't sound exciting. After seven days, they had run out of water for both army and animals. The king of Israel said, bad news. I'm reading from the Message Bible. It says, bad news. God has gotten us there, us three kings out here to dump us into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Isn't there a prophet of God anywhere around through whom we can consult God? One of the servants of the king of Israel said, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is around somewhere. The one who was Elijah's right-hand man. The Bible says, Jehoshaphat said, Good, a man we can trust. So the three of them, the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom, went to meet him. Elisha addressed the king of Israel, what do you and I have in common? Go consult the puppet prophets of your father and mother. Never, said the king of Israel. It's God who has gotten us into this fix, dumping all three of us kings into the hand of Moab. Elisha said, as God of the angel armies live and before whom I stand ready to serve, if it weren't for the respect I have for Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I, would give, I wouldn't give you the time of day, but considering, bring me a minstrel. A minstrel is an anointed worship player, and we thank God for the Bay's a worship 
team, which is anointed. Can you say amen? When a minstrel played, the power of God came on Elisha. He then said, God's word, dig ditches over this valley. Today my message is entitled, Just Ditch It. Come on, say, just ditch it. Come on, say it like you mean it. Just ditch it. Okay. Here's what will happen. The Bible continues. You won't hear the wind. You won't see the rain. But this valley is going to fill up with water and your army and your animals will drink their fill. This is easy for God to do. He will also hand over Moab to you. You will ravage the country, knock out its fortifications, level the key villages, clear cut the orchards, clog the springs, and litter the cultivated fields with stones. In the morning, it was at the hour of morning sacrifice, the water had arrived, water pouring in from the west, from Edom, a flash flood filling the water, the valley with water. Come on, can you say amen? Okay. Now let me explain to you what has happened in this passage. For those of you like, man, I just followed up for the last... Two months of not reading the Bible. So now you're all caught up. Everyone's on the same page. This passage right here is a time where the kings were having to go and fight back for what they deserved. Now, what I love about this passage is someone said, I'm not going to do this by myself. I need other people. Today, I entitled my message, Just Ditch It. And I believe that there's a message in this for every single person. I want to give you the meaning of the word ditch it before I get into my preach. You can put it up on the screen. It's to get rid of something or someone that is no longer wanted. To toss something, to forsake it, or to give it up. Let me ask you, how many of you have had to ditch something during this time? You don't have to lift up your hand, but maybe you've realized during the last two years, there's a lot you've had to ditch. Some of your dreams, some of your plans... Some of your hobbies, come on, some of you are like, man, definitely some of my hobbies. Some of the things that you love to do, you couldn't do anymore. Some of you would have loved to have gone to see your family last year for Christmas or the year before and you weren't able to and you had to ditch it. You had to give up on some of your dreams. Some of you might be saying to me, Judah, I've had to give up so much. I had to give up my business. During this time, our marriage took strain and I chose to give up on my marriage. Maybe some of you had to stop studying. Maybe... Some of you had really decided to go down a plan for your life and do some great things, and all of a sudden, you had to ditch it. Another meaning of the word ditch, you can put it up too, is to dig a hole to create a space. And maybe you know that as a ditch, just the the ditch in the ground. But today, I want to say to you, just ditch it can have two meanings. It can either be positive or it can be negative. When you think about your life, many times you've had to ditch some stuff to move forward. But what if we turn it around and say, what if we make a ditch and allow God to do something in it? Can you say amen? So in this time that we've had to ditch some things, many of us have ditched our vision. We've ditched our calling. We've ditched some of the things that is supposed to help us moving forward. Now, if you read with me in this piece of scripture, you would have seen that this king said, let's go into battle. And he got two other kings to take hands with him, which is so powerful because I believe that when you do that, you can do great damage in the kingdom of God. But the story goes to a place where they hit a difficult place. 
They hit this place of, man, now we don't know where to go. And I feel like that's what happened in 2021 for a lot of us. We hit a place where like, man, I had a plan. I had a vision. I was going somewhere. And all of a sudden, now I'm without water. I've hit this looping detour. Who's ever hit a looping detour in their life? Something you're like, man, this is not part of the plan. I'm going somewhere. I've got my team. I've got my army. We're going to go and do some bad damage for God's kingdom. And then you hit a looping detour. And I want you to know this. You can put this up. When hard times hit, we can either blame God or seek God more. Because you know what happened? The one king said, well, God just brought us into this valley to just dump us three kings. How many of you have thought that? You go through a difficult time and the first thing you do is like, oh God, you just dropped me. Why did you do this, Lord? Where are you? Come on, that's our human nature. When we hit a difficult time, we're like, Lord, where are you? And that's what happened. For those of you watching online, those of you watching in your campus, think about it. The stuff you've gone through in your life over the last two years, when you hit a difficult time, were you saying, Lord, where are you? It's your fault you brought me here to die? Or do we seek Him more? Because you know what? There are three kings, and they all had different opinions. How many people have been speaking to you during this time, telling you, oh, it's God, ditch Him. Forget about your dreams. Forget about your vision. We're all going to die out here. You don't have any provision. You don't have any food. You don't have any water. And you start thinking to yourself, maybe God did ditch me. When you get to that place, it's very difficult to recover because you start blaming the one that's actually your source. But praise God for someone named Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. You know what Judah means? Praise. And even in difficult times, can you praise? And what happened, I love this piece. Judah said, no, that's not God's heart. He wouldn't have done that. The king of Judah said, no, this is not what God had planned for us. We need to have a victory. He said, isn't there a prophet? Now, let me tell you, this is Old Testament. Jesus is our prophet, so we can go to him. As Pastor Danny said, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger we will not follow. We are in the new dispensation of grace. We have the voice of God. We are a sheep. We hear him clearly. But even in this time, do we run to God or do we run to the bank? Do we need a quick loan? Do we run to our uncle who's got a successful business and ask him for how we're going to get out of this mess? Where do we run to when we hit rock bottom? Do we blame God or do we seek God? And I believe when we seek God, we will get the answers. And what I love about this passage is they say, well, let's find Elisha. Now, for those of you who don't know who Elisha is, Elisha is the spiritual son of Elijah who did amazing miracles. Now, we find ourselves in this passage where they go to him and they say to him, Elisha, I need you to help. But now you've got to understand the lineage of Joram is with Jezebel and Ahab. For those of you who know that story, that's a completely different story where they had a battle against Elijah. And you can go read all about that. Now, when he comes to Elisha, it's on the request of the king Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. Come on, you're following with me this morning. So he goes to Elisha and he says to him, what are we going to do? We need a miracle. And Elisha says to him, I'm paraphrasing, you can read this, we, we did go through this already this morning. But he says to him, what have I got to do with you? I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you absolutely anything. 
He said, but because of your relationship with Jehoshaphat, because of who you connected to, because of your relationship with a godly person, let me hear what God has to say. He says, bring me an anointed worshiper. You know, during this last two years, the enemy has come to steal our worship. Come on, think about it. I know even for me, when we, when we went online, the biggest thing we thought was, let's at least get the message to the people. At least if they got the word, they'll grow. However, the truth is the Bible says Judah will plow. Judah means praise. Praise needs to go first. First, your praise needs to be at the place where you get ready to receive the word. So many of us have pushed away the praise in our life. Come on, think about it. What comes out of your mouth the whole time? Is it praise or is it blaming God? I don't know where my money is going to come from. I don't know if we're going to make it out this month. Oh, there's another variant. Oh, it's from South Africa. Oh. Maybe my next door neighbor has my, maybe my wife has it. And we start living in fear. We're not praising God. We're just waiting for this thing to pass one day. Instead of saying, no, I can be actively, proactively involved. Because you know when difficult times hit, you can either blame God or you can seek God. And I want to challenge you this morning to seek God instead of blaming Him. I want to tell you a little piece that happened. And it's so powerful because... I make a statement and it says this, even kings need kings. Even kings need kings. Joram knew that he couldn't do it by himself. So he went to Jehoshaphat and he said, I need a team player. I need someone to go with me. And for those of you in this place, you need people in your life. You need church. You need community. You need fellow believers that are going to lift you up when you are down. Because when you are connected to a Jehoshaphat, God will bless you. And some of you have been struggling, wanting to give up, and God's saying, no, no, no. Because you are connected to a church where God is flowing, where He is blessing people, you too will get the blessing. So Elijah got the powerful worship coming in a moment like this. And he hears God's voice. And God says, dig a ditch. Dig a ditch. Now let me say this to you. Look at me for a moment. Do you know that they were wanting to give up? They had no water for themselves, for their cattle, for their armies. They were about to give up. And God says, go dig a ditch. Wouldn't it be great when you're going through a difficult time, if God would just say, I'm going to bless you, and you don't have to do anything. And everyone said, amen, that's my kind of miracle I want. Think about this for a second. God says, I want you to dig a ditch. What's that going to require? Time, effort, and sweat. The thing that you want in your body is more water 
And now you've got to give of the little bit of water that you still have. You're going to sweat it out. So we want to break through. And God says, okay, here's the plan. And you said, no, 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 I just want to hand me down. And God's saying, no, no, go, go dig a ditch. Go dig a ditch. And many of us in this room, we've gone through a difficult time. It's COVID, we understand, and our business has taken strain. And we go to God and He says, here's the plan. And you're like, no, I want provision. And we want the provision, but the provision is lying in the plan. And today I want to say this to you, that God hasn't given up on you. So he says, go dig a ditch. But what's going to happen? God said it's not going to come from the top. You're not going to hear it. You're not going to see it. It'll just fill up. Oh, so you're asking me to live by faith, God? That's kind of the Christian life. But what if I don't see it? Too many Christians want to see everything. Well, when I see it, I'll believe it. If you believe it, you'll see it. And the Bible says, the next morning, the river, I mean, the, the ditches had filled up with water. Do you know what I find very interesting in this story? It's the one little piece that stood out to me. You might have even overlooked it. Because they were asking God for a breakthrough. The Bible says this is an easy thing for God to do. This is an easy thing for God to do. He's not only going to give you the provision, He's also going to give the king of Moab into your hands. Now what does that mean for you and I? I believe during this time, a lot of us had a plan, a purpose, a vision. We had people taking hands with us. We're going somewhere. And somewhere along the line, we got knocked down. And now we're at a place where all we're looking for is just to survive and not thrive. Many of us want our provision. We just want God to make sure that we can pay the bills at the end of the month. Can the car be paid? Can the house be paid? Can the school fees be paid? Can we at least just cover the basics? But what does God say to that request? He says, that is an easy thing. The Bible says, don't worry about you, what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. Your heavenly Father knows you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things added together will just be given to you. But we, we strive to get the things. But God says, no, no, no. I won't just meet your needs. I will make sure you get that breakthrough that you need. Come on, God is not wanting to just feed you and not see you get the victory. Everyone in this room, think about the stuff that you had planned before COVID hit. Don't forget the army. Don't forget the times that you said, we're going somewhere. We have a plan. We have a purpose. We're going to go and take the armies. Some of you are going to start a business. Some of you had plans to start a family. 
Some of you had a vision and a purpose. And because you didn't have the provision, you forgot about the vision. And all you're caring about is surviving right now. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I told you I'm going to mention my pastor, Pastor Alan, Pastor Janine, are my pastors. They're my spiritual parents, and I love them so dearly. But you know what happened in the beginning of COVID? We had to make a very difficult decision. Just before COVID hit, we had got into a brand new building. We had never had our own proper building. We had always been in hotels and rented venues, and we found this beautiful place, and we started working towards it. Now, there was no plan of a lockdown or anything. It was just vision, 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 vision. And Lord said, take the building. We take the building. We don't have a cent in the church bank account, but all of a sudden, money just comes in from all over the place. We buy sound system. We build the stage. We build a coffee place. Man, we're just kitting the place, kitting the place. Half a million going in just to get it quickly set up. We start having services. We have four services. No talk of a lockdown or a virus. My wife comes to me after the one service. She said to me, We've got to take everything out the building. I said, say what? We just moved in. She says, I don't know what's going on. I just feel we have to get everything out the building. Now, think about it. If you just invested building, hours, sweat, and lockdown hits, we still pay the venue for two months. And then people start taking strain in our church financially. First it was the lower class, then it was the middle class. And the Lord spoke to us and said, let go of the building. I said, what? It's only 21 day lockdown. <laughs> Come on, you can laugh with me now. Sometimes God knows more than we do. Can you say every time? We let go of our building and the Lord starts this thing in our church called Brave Hearts. Brave Hearts was an initiative that we said, so into this and we're going to take the money, we're going to help families. We took the money that was going to go into the building, we put it in there too. And then we said, anyone in our church, if you need anything, let us know. We were able to bless people with food. We were paying people's rent. We were able to pay for people's cars. We were able to make sure that people were going to go to school still, paid school fees for people. But we were without a building. A year went by, and the church started opening up again. I'm like, man, I need, to, I need to get back to church, but we don't have a building. And people are not wanting to sow into a building at this point in time. And the more things carried on, the more things carried on, I started getting to a place where I wanted to give up. I said, Lord, I don't, I don't know anymore. Now I'm on fire. I love the Lord. I've got a call of God in my life. So many people in our church looking up to us, my family, my friends. That's when I phoned Apostle Ellen. But let me just say something. It's, it's one thing to say you're going to phone someone. It's another thing to put yourself out there and be willing to lose everything. I said to my wife, you know, making this call could, could ruin our relationship. <laughs> 
making this call, you could be like, man, you don't have any faith. You want to give up. I cried like a baby on the phone with Apostle Alan. I said to him, I just don't know anymore. And he said to me, what does the Lord say? I'm like, ah. In difficult times, you can either give up, blame God, or you can seek God. I'm like, that's not what I wanted to hear. There was no anointed music playing. But he was a prophet of God that spoke into my life. And said, this is the word of the Lord. Go bold by faith. I said to my wife, we can't give up. She says, I know. And what are we going to do? We're going to dig a ditch. We're not going to ditch our calling. We're not going to ditch our vision. We're not going to ditch our purpose. We're going to dig a ditch. And how's it going to happen? Where's the water going to come from? We don't know. But the same God that delivered us before is the God that will do it again by faith. We went and dug a ditch. I went and I started looking for buildings again. And I'm like, Lord, you haven't forgotten about my purpose. And God said, Jude, I'm not only going to provide for you naturally, I'm also going to reinstate everything you once had. Because feeding you, that's an easy thing. I will also, also, also. What's the also? What's the also in your life that you don't even care about anymore because all you want is to be provided for? But God is saying there's an also. There's an also. What about your vision? What about your purpose? What about your calling? What about that business? What about your ministry? What about your marriage? What about the dreams you had? The purpose that's on the inside of you? The things that the enemy has tried to steal from you during this time where you feel like, I am just going to ditch my calling, ditch my family. God says, don't ditch it. Ditch it. Just ditch it. Positive or negative, you've decided up until now how you've done things. So I started looking for a building and within a week, we walk into this place and my wife says, this is our church. I'm like, this is our church. We didn't have the money for it, but this is our church. I reached out to the people. I said, listen, this is our church. <laughs> They're like, okay, let's get some paperwork going. But listen to this. The one thing that we couldn't finish was our kids' church. Remember I said we did the coffee shop, we did the stage, we did the, you know, everything else. We did the, the whole church, but we could never do the kids' church. We didn't get to that. So we move into, I mean, we walk into this building, and right next to this building is this place called the fun room. The fun room has millions of rands worth of kids' playground in it. I'm like, could this be God? So I have a meeting with the lady that owns the fun room, this play area, and I say to her, we want to do kids' church in here. So they've given us a designated area within their place and from now on, our kids' church will be in that place that's already fully kitted out. The best top-of-the-range place. And what we felt like we sacrificed, we had to give up a building. God's like, whatever you sow is never lost. 
for those of you in this room that are faithfully still giving your tithe, and those of you that are still putting your offering into the basket every Sunday, still trusting God by faith, saying, Lord, I'm doing this by faith. This is, this is sacrificial. It's difficult. God says, don't ever feel like what you're doing is in vain. You might feel like it's difficult right now, but God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. Whatever. Whatever. Come on, say whatever. I have another statement that I want to make. Current trials become future testimonies. Current trials become future testimonies. What does that mean? The things that you're busy going through right now that's difficult, that you don't know how you're going to get out of it, God is saying this thing is going to be a testimony one day. So don't give up when it's difficult. Don't give up in this moment right now where you feel like the provision isn't like it used to be. You can't see even where you were going with your plans and the purpose you had. You just, just make a ditch by faith and say, Lord, I'm going to trust that you fill it. Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to sweat it out. I'm going to continue to do my part. And when I do my part, you will do your part. Lord, I'm just going to be faithful. Come on, let me just say this to you. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But today's trials... Is tomorrow's testimonies. So if you're going through something difficult today, just say to yourself, even though it's difficult right now, one day this will be the blessing that I talk to other people about. It wasn't nice letting go of a building. It wasn't nice doing all these things. However, now I can stand back and say, look at what the Lord has done. We signed the contract last week and they said to me, we give you three months free. Go set up your place. Now, let me tell you, over December, January, and February, you want things for free. <laughs> so we say, thank you, Jesus. I want you to close your eyes for a second in this room. Holy Spirit, I ask you to remind everyone in this room the battle that they were going into before they hit the lack that they felt. Holy Spirit, you said that meeting the need is the easy thing. You'll also give them the victory. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're rekindling within their hearts right now the initial vision and plan that they had. Remind them where they were going. Remind them what they were fighting for. Remind them of that right now. And I want to say this as a prophet of God today. Your provision will be taken care of. But He will also give you the breakthrough in Jesus' name. Come on. Just look at me for a second. Look at me for a second. There's some things that you might hear the next few weeks that make you worry. Don't allow that to put fear in your heart. Don't allow it to slow down your plans and your purpose. Because let me tell you, this is the time where you might have to dig a ditch and sweat a little, even though you're tired. The thing you need is the provision, but God is saying, even before I give you the water, just, just dig a ditch. Just, just work a little bit. Come on. Don't give up on that business. Don't give up on that side hustle. Don't give up on that marriage. Don't give up on that business. Don't give up on church. Don't give up. And let me tell you, the enemy wants to isolate you. He's saying, come on, online church, 
You don't have to. You don't have to watch. You can catch it again. No, no, no. This is where iron sharpens iron. Get into the building. Hear the anointed worship. Hear from God and do what He wants you to do. Amen.